Hello and welcome to 81 All Out. This is your host, Siddhartha Vaidyanathan. And I would like to thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast. We are a crowdfunded endeavor and you can support us at coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com slash 81 All Out to keep the show going. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the 81 All Out podcast. This is Siddhartha Vaidyanathan at Sidvi on Twitter. And um, we're here today, uh, the regular crew, to talk about the fourth and final test of the India-England series. That India won by an innings and 25 runs and took the series 3-1. And also uh, qualified for the World Test Championship final where they will meet New Zealand. Uh, Perhaps at Lords, perhaps at Southampton, Old Trafford. We don't know that yet. But um, yeah, uh, exciting series. India lost the first test, came back in the next two. A lot of talk about pitches and um, the England's rotation policy, um, spin, batting, technique, everything. Um, just a big picture here. This uh, pretty much uh, ends uh, the test season. Uh, for India, that they started with the tour about Australia. So, eight tests, they lost two of them, won five and drew one. So, tremendous achievement, especially given that, you know, with COVID and uh, all the things, uh, attendant bubbles and everything that went there, played four tests away, four tests at home in vastly different conditions. And also, I mean, what came, what has come through is the depth in Indian cricket. I mean, if you look at the Adelaide test at the end of last year, you had a team that read Prithvi Shaw, Mayank Agarwal, um, Hanuma Vihari, Saha, Umesh Yadav, Bumrah, Shami. Basically, none of these guys played in the final test that just finished. So, India pretty much put out <laughs> two or three different teams, you could say, through the series. I mean, they could pick from nearly 25, uh, 20, 25 players and uh, still managed to do exceedingly well. You had Akshar Patel came in to the second test in the series and then ended up with 27 wickets. Mind-boggling, I mean, achievement if you think about it. I mean, of course, he got pitches that were conducive. He had the pink ball in the third test. But yeah, given everything, I thought the in depth in Indian cricket really came through. Um, and even in this test with the batting of uh, Pant and Washington Sundar, Again, two cricketers who two batsmen, uh, two cricketers who didn't play in Adelaide, but uh, came into their own through the course of the eight tests. So, with that, I mean, again, this was another three-day test, by the way. Uh, uh, the, unlike the previous one, it didn't finish in two days; just went uh, one more day. But uh, there was not really that much talk about uh, the pitch. Uh, the red ball seems to have uh, uh, behaved the way you would expect the red ball to, and. Um, yeah, I mean, England were outplayed completely uh, in all departments. India spinners, outstanding. India's um, uh, pace bowlers too. Siraj had a great test, I thought. So, yeah, let's bring in the regulars here. Ashoka, Mahesh and Karthikeya. Uh, all of them on Twitter. All of them are who's um, I link their handles. Karthikeya writes a regular uh, sub-stack. He updates his sub-stack quite regularly with some insightful posts. So, hey, Ashoka. How are you, man? Yes, hello, man. Finally, we have gotten through end of uh, end of the test series and test season. Eighty days, eight tests. Beat Australia, beat England. Great, great feeling. I don't think. So this you're will... saying real cricket can begin now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just glad this is over. I mean, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I have pretended for eighty days and it's over. Finished. Let's let's start IPL. Let's worry about what how to beat Mumbai Indians. Let's worry. Let's all laugh at uh, 33 crores that RCB spent on two cricketers. Let's go back living our real life. You know, vaccines have come out. So, <laughs> so let's uh, put all this uh, test cricket nonsense behind us and uh, you know behave like normal human beings. But uh, but to be fair, uh, 80 days, eight tests, England or Australia. Though fair enough, England at uh, we are we played England at home, so that was not that. 
that's not supposed to be that challenging but still uh, given all your bio bubbles and what not uh, it it's a i i think it's a unique thing that has happened and i don't think we will be seeing such a you know intense uh, period of cricket for indian cricket i mean uh, in in a, in a long while to come but the one thing that really i mean the big picture wise one thing that really stuck me was whoever we pulled out of the hat kind of performed mm, i mean with all due respect to shahbaz nadim he didn't but <laughs> the others uh, i mean for to a large extent whoever we chose to be in the pa- part of the 11 came out and did their jobs and that's but just spe- spare a thought for shahbaz nadim of all the pitches to have played and he played that test and then after that he was dropped I mean yeah. who is to say that he wouldn't have ended up in 25 wickets had he played the whole series <laughs> yeah sure i mean the guy is like very very good in the first class level so there is no reason to doubt that he won't be doing well but that speaks to the larger point is that speaks to the depth that this indian squad has and uh, that india has and it's very scary to think uh, what this this team has morphed into so the other day i was telling you guys right like uh, we have one we have lost like five tests in the last 11 years at home and two tests since kohli has become captain that is like crazy we can't i mean india can't be beaten at home is like now become a statistic statistical feature even if you take away the home filter right like our win loss ratio is like somewhere around 2.66 means 2.66 in so, under kohli is it yeah yeah so head and shoulders i think we are the best team best test team in the world so it's 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 expected that we will win more than we lost but to i mean given all the circumstances in the last 80 days uh 3-1 and 2-1 is like a fantastic result is what i would say the final test was a bit of a blur for me i, I don't know how much uh, was it my life or was the test match have, you know going at such a frenetic pace it felt like this was a two day test for me i don't know perhaps i didn't watch enough or uh, i was i mean i was watching but i was probably watching a lot more in the background uh, but personally i enjoyed watching ashwin bowl in this test it was just fascinating to watch i think that that, that would be the memory for me of uh, of at least this test i think overall in, in the series if you look at it uh, it's probably akshar patel whose whose domination will be remembered for a long long time uh, but last test i think the way ashwin bowl was so beautiful i mean he was he was challenging the inside edge and the outside edge from both angles it's just i i i cannot believe that i'll see another bowler bowling at this level of skills and and uh, consistency for a long long time i mean even if you look back in history there'll be a handful of occasions where a bowler was operating at this sort of peak and people were able to watch it live i mean historically not many test matches are were also shown live that's another problem but even let's say come you know starting from the 70s and 80s in england and australia and and for asia probably 90s is when you know every ball and every test match was live telecast for us uh, so you're going to pick a handful of such uh, sort of peaks for bowlers i think probably 10 so to have witnessed something like that was absolutely magical i think that's probably the only thing that i'll remember from this test like after a few years it is it was a blur for me well firstly i am amazed that you my statement mentioned rohit sharma's brilliant 49 <laughs> uh, but rohit you know, sharma India, field hmm yeah couldn't even make 50 exactly washington yeah. sundar made 96 not out man so come on anyway. don't, let's not get started with umpire call straight away double negative boss two umpire call please anyway england India took 80 wickets in the series. They beat dismissed England twice in all four tests. Their first 20 wickets cost them 732 runs. The last 60 wickets cost them 793 runs. Uh, and you know England couldn't match that, and so it's three-one. Basically, it all turned on the fact that India had two spinners uh, who were outstanding. I mean, you if you went into a laboratory and you know someone gave you specifications for the perfect bowler for these conditions then you would manufacture akshar patel you know he's firstly tall he can bowl 90 kilometers per hour which is very fast for a for a finger spinner and he can bowl long spells and he is very accurate uh, i think he overpitched 3% of his deliveries in this series which is 
an incredible figure. Even for someone as accurate as Ashwin, the figure is about 6%. Uh, and I think that's probably partly because he's so fast that, you know, when he errs, he tends to err on the short side. And because he's so fast, he also gets a lot of leeway because the, firstly, the batsman can't run down the wicket to him. And secondly, you know, unless it's wide, the batsman can't really cut him. So he he's extremely accurate, extremely strong, can bowl long spells and bowls fast. And on these wickets where basically the idea is to keep bowling extremely accurately at the stumps for a left-arm spinner and let the pitch, uh, you know, produce variations for you. Uh, this is very, very effective. It's basically what Ravindra Jadeja has done for India for the last five years. And Akshar Patel has done it just as well. Uh, and basically, England don't have anything anything like that. You know, I mean, Shahbaz Nadeem, you mentioned Shahbaz Nadeem earlier. Shahbaz Nadeem is probably a better bowler than Jack Leach and he can't get into the Indian side. Uh, so, that's that's basically the difference. And there's a lot of blame being assigned to the English batsmen. But I mean, I don't think there's any any set of batsmen. I mean, if you if you took Ashwin and Patel and switched them with Leach and and Bess, uh, you know, and left the other nine players the same, I think England would win the series. It's that simple. You know, I mean, I, and I'll I'll give you sort of an example of why that is the case, right? India's most successful batsman in this series, aforementioned Rohit Sharma, uh, faced just under 600 balls. And he was beaten by the bowler 95 times and he was dismissed six times. Right? Ashwin bowled 1,100 deliveries, over 1,140 something deliveries. And he beat the batsman 223 times. So, right there, if you take like a very, very successful batsman. The, I mean, and, and it's hard to imagine a batsman being more successful than Rohit Sharma in these conditions. He made over 350 runs and so on, right? Uh, if you take the most successful batsman, he's still less than half as effective as Ashwin. Like if you think of a test match as a contest where each side's bowlers are attempting to create uncertainty and each side's batsmen are attempting to survive uncertainty, then basically the most successful batsman is less than half as important as the most successful bowler, which is Ashwin. Right. So basically there is no, there is no amount of tinkering you can do with the batting on the England side to overcome that handicap of not having one bowler. Uh, because you just, they just cannot, cannot enforce any pressure for a sustained period of time. And that's one of the reasons why the Indian tail has wagged so much. That's why all these people are coming in at six, seven, eight, nine, and making runs. Because by then the bowlers are tired and they just don't have the quality from both ends to to, to finish, to, to get 10 wickets cheaply enough. This is kind of the reverse of what happened in 2018 in England. Like they had an endless batting supply and uh, just when our bowlers were tired, Sam Curran went and made like 40, 50. And what looked like a close and, you know, close battle till then kind of tipped scale because the last five batsmen made like 80, 90 or 120. And that became the crucial difference. Like that kind of killed the game. So that I think happened in reverse here. So uh, I, I think you're right. I mean, even this match, you see, uh, it was well balanced till the sixth wicket fell. Uh, England's sixth wicket in the first innings fell at 166. Ours fell at when it was 140 something. So they were actually ahead in like one and a half days. Then, <laughs> then after that, uh, we went and made another 200 runs in the last four wickets that uh, we played. So because because uh, first of all, they couldn't bowl Dom best for reasons. I don't I don't know this confidence reason. But uh, when you pick a bowler, you ask him to bowl. That's about it. And secondly, you know they built a statue for St- Ben Stokes for getting tired. And uh, while they were busy doing all this, I think Indian batsmen went ahead and got 200 runs. And that kind of became the final difference. Like we had 25 more runs at the end of, you know, the match. So, so I kind of agree with what Karthike was saying that uh, they were A, quality was, quality bowlers were on short supply and B, I think the bowlers that were quality were over bowled. And when it time, when it came time to, you know, 
kill the innings they couldn't and i think that ended up being the difference i think i think i i sort of agree with that but i think uh, i would i would say that the the analogous tour of india to england to this one is the 2014 tour because there also sort of the english bowling was vastly superior to the indian bowling in 2014 in 2018 i don't think that was the case i think in 2018 it was the case that england just have had a deeper lineup than we india did and basically india india's tail started at 9 or even 8 at times uh and england tail didn't start until like 11 in some innings and that was a big difference because india created a, as much uncertainty as frequently as england did in 2018 but not, this was not the case in 2014 you know and and on best the i don't think it the england are wrong to not trust him because he just has no control of length you know i mean no i mean he's a nightmare for any captain you know and it's not like i mean is ultimately you know i understand that you know people are all like oh well he's 23 help him out but who cares like you know i'm we are trying to explain why the tech contest finished the way it did and the contest finished the way it did because you know they have one bowler who can't land it where he wants to about 20% of the time You know, See, that that that's, makes no that's, sense, right? Like then that makes no sense why he is in the eleven. He shouldn't be in the eleven. Yeah, but, I think. The, but he is in the eleven because they haven't got any other options. You know, they they don't. I mean, I I don't I don't. I mean, on paper, I saw the cricket info squad listing, I, and they have that bowler Amar Virdi, and he's also sort of rated very highly. But and he's available for selection according to the COVID rules because he is in the bubble. By the way, Amar Virdi is an off spinner. Yeah, uh, off spinner. So great. I don't know why they didn't play him. I thought no. we, they could have played broad. Why why go for a spinner when you know? But that's what I, they did in the previous test, and and they yeah. got a lot of flag for it, right? Even someone and like Nathan Lyon, Nathan Lyon made fun of it, right? I mean, they went with three three fast bowlers. That's all there is to say about it. But no, I think uh, they the broad could have been a great asset in this pitch because we we saw how good Siraj was and. Broad is someone who has 500 wickets. I think uh, he could, if if not for wickets, he could have bought a greater level of control for Jack Leach at the other end. This is what I was thinking. That's true, but basically, you know, there, there are all sorts of questions you can ask about. Oh, they should have selected this guy and that guy, but basically, they just didn't have the squad to compete here. I mean, the the problem England have is that the only way to compete with India when they have these two bowlers, Patel and Ashwin. is to have two such bowlers of your own and if you don't have those basically you're not going to compete talking about the spinners i mean uh, it's very very hard to beat india and in india and it also speaks to a broader point about how you know over the course of you know the last 5 years there aren't any teams that can come to india with uh, spinners of this quality i mean you probably have you know the one spinner maybe you know who can come and do it but teams don't have two and i'm just looking at the the averages from 2010 onwards like bowling averages and uh, you know among the top are all indian bowlers i mean of course akshar patel has just started but um, you know jadeja is up there uh, kuldeep has a very good average in india you have ashwin of course and then you know all the other play, uh, bowlers who are high up there are all retired now i mean herath is gone ajmal is gone uh, ajmal anyway would not have probably played in india even the other alternative which actually i think was available to england until archer got injured and which they might have considered uh would be to play both stone and archer and you know basically use them as like shock weapons to like just try to blast the batsman out by bowling really as fast as they can you know that's another way to go and on these wickets that may not be like the worst way to go but then archer got injured and basically medium fast bowling you know it's not it's not that effective i mean james anderson basically bowls back of a length and you know he never bowls a bad ball and so never gets hit you know so as rishabh pant showed either you try to take a chance against him in which case you know you'll get a few exciting boundaries and then get out or you try to survive against him in which case you'll play him out and then give him a wicket or two for once in a while I mean, in the end, I mean Anderson doesn't. Anderson has a very impressive average in Asia, but he rarely gets more than two or three wickets in a Test match. You know, so that's like, I mean, he's getting what ten, ten, ten wickets or something in in this series. I don't know how many wickets he has, but he's sort of not. He's he's not really a 
he's not really a front line attacking option for for england in, the, in this kind of in this kind of conditions you know he's a he, very he's kind very, of the chamindavas who can hold it and yeah, not give he, away he runs gives, he he does what a holding spinner will do for uh, uh, any team in england or australia in the first innings you know and he's damn good at it i mean he's outstanding it's hard to think of anybody else who could do what he does but it's still not going to win them a test match you know it's uh, i mean but you know they are going to blame like crawley and sibley and all these people you know the, i mean apart from bairstow i think the rest of their batting is fine no but uh, kartike eight wickets at uh, eight wickets in three tests i see what you're saying but still 15.8 average i mean that's still doing a great job right of yeah 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 it's a great job but you you need like four andersons to do that job and you're never going to play four andersons because you're then your tail will start at eight yeah and if you play four andersons i think ashok will give up cricket in that immediate moment hey one itself i can't <laughs> handle man what the hell man stop the stop this line of talk four karunanadis of uh, england <laughs> Immediately stop this line of talking, please. <laughs> uh, I still remember that. That was probably the greatest observation about cricket in like since like you know nineteen ninety four or something like that. And James Anderson, the Karunani Bill cricketer. <laughs> <laughs> so so okay. So we spoke a bit about Akshar, but uh, it's interesting that you say like laboratory built for. Uh, uh these kind of pitches i mean people are saying pe- india is preparing pitches but now you're saying india is preparing bowlers but on a serious note uh, uh can you talk a bit about uh, what you have found kartikeya you have done some uh, digging and found some good stuff about uh, bowling length in the uh, length to bowl in india and what uh, yields good results the sort of the gun spinner's length which the greatest spinners hit about half the time and in which in this series india hit about 50% of the time and which england hit about 44% of the time a big difference is uh, between like uh, 13 feet and 17 feet that 4 foot range is like absolutely you know very very hard to play against uh, england lost like 20 wickets for 200 and something runs of that length uh, and you know akshar patel basically never over pitches Uh, i mean he has he over pitched 3% of the time as i said earlier uh and it's just you know the you know you know the famous story right where the indian batsman walked up to murli karthik in 2004 at one kd stadium in the fourth innings and said we don't want any of your flighted stuff here just keep firing it firing it again and this is like considered like a this used to be considered like a really like a you know non kosher way of bowling like both spin bowling was supposed to be our flight and drift and you know what ashwin does basically and uh, but jadeja and akshar patel have shown that uh, this other way is very effective and they're basically they're doing what kumble used to do in india you know but kumble was a wrist spinner and these guys are finger spinners but they're basically the same bowler right? spinners of course had a big part to play in the series but uh, a bit on siraj uh coming back i mean uh, you know not uh, thing having a bit of a break and coming back and playing this test yeah he's a he's a classic indian uh, fast bowler right in the sense that he one he's he, he's got a terrific domestic record to begin with and and even uh in, in his style for instance he's not too different from someone like shami for instance and shami or umesh i mean th- these guys have a certain uh, advantage of of knowing how to bowl and ending wickets let that be the length the first thing is the length and they get the ball to move both ways i mean both with the new ball and with the old ball and you know like you know in the last sort of episode you you brought out the point that um, that why can't we do something like what we did against south africa i think we didn't do anything different in terms of pitch preparation against south africa it's just that we had better fast bowlers uh, apart from having better spinners i mean that was like a double sort of blow for south africa right you you had like india had better fast bowlers and better spinners for these conditions and it was just and better batsmen of course so that was just the perfect sort of confluence of all those factors and and i mean this could have been another one if we had the full lineup like it's it's let's assume that india didn't have akshar patel india didn't have any of the second spinners it's quite possible if if the fast bowlers were fit we could have gone with bumrah we could have gone with shami umesh all all of these bowlers 
would have been equally effective as well. I mean, it may not have been the same scoreline, but my point is the, the level of domination would have been very similar because these guys are also exceptionally good at bowling in these conditions. You know, I mean, fast versus spin is one difference, but even the the fast bowlers are far better in these conditions. And uh, Siraj was just the perfect example. And the other thing about Siraj, even when he bowled in Australia, was uh, it's very rare for an Indian fast bowler to come through the ranks and be able to hit the correct length on debut, right? It's like people generally take their time to adjust their lens and, and learn how to bowl on different wickets and stuff like that. He played first time in Australia and he was, you know, he looks so ready to play test cricket even then. And then you give him an opportunity in India where he's, he's always bowled well domestically. Uh, it's no surprise that he had the, I mean, he nearly bowled what? He bowled, he bowled fewer overs, uh, I mean, few overs lesser than Ashwin. To, for a fast bowler to get so many overs on on that kind of a wicket when other two spinners are so potent, uh, that tells a lot about how he was bowling and how much captain you know can trust him to to bowl on those wickets. And he was beating batsmen with pace. I mean, uh, you know, this is like, uh, I mean, it's it's not like he was just uh, beating uh, beating them with uh, swing and seam. It was also pretty clear that that one forty six that he got up in the first uh, you know the first day. It was clearly outwitting. I mean, clearly getting the better of them. You saw after the after the series, you know, Shastri gave that interview. He was like firing with all barrels, like you know, like. But but he did say, like he said, well, we told we told Rishabh Pant to lose weight, you know, and I think he said something very very specific. Like he said, I I told Rishabh he needs to lose five kilos, you know, and uh, the, that suggests that you know they are right. In the, the Indian team, you know, it is a very, very high quality team right now, but it also seems to must be a really unforgiving competitive environment. You know, it must be a really brutal environment to be in. And like, I'll tell you the speeds of all the bowlers, you know, I mean, Ben Stokes is basically the slowest bowler on show. Like his average speed was 130 kilometers per hour and his fastest ball was 142 kilometers per hour. Uh, James Anderson was quicker than Ben Stokes, but the second slowest bowler on show. His average speed was 133 kilometers per hour and his high speed was 145 kilometers per hour. Chan Sharma was slightly quicker, 134 kilometers per hour and 143 kilometers per hour. Siraj, and Siraj is like in a different class, like Siraj, Archer, Bamra and Stone are like genuinely quick bowlers in this, in this situation, you know, and uh, you know, Siraj's average speed is 136 and his fastest ball was like 146. You know, and Ollie Stone was the quickest bowler uh, with an average speed of 140 and a high speed of 150. But Siraj is also bowling cutters from time to time and he also bowls flat out. He's a very, it's incredible how complete he looks. You know, I mean, like, I don't know, the, the last bowl, the last fast bowler I saw in a test match to like start his test career and look so complete, so such to have such ability to do so many different things well was probably Jofra Archer, you know, uh, in that Ashes series in 2019. I mean, an Archer, he had a phenomenal Ashes series. And, you know, Siraj is right now basically, if Shami, Ishan, Sharma, and Jaspreet Bhamra are fit, he's probably not going to play the World Test Championship final. That, I mean, I, and, you know, I was, when I was listening to uh, Mahesh just now, and he said he's a classic Indian fast bowler. And what a phrase, you know? Like, I've lived, when I was in school, like, there was no such thing. No, and you see the 146 and the 146.4, and then you're taken back to a time when, you know, I certainly remember the time when uh, Munaf bowled some ball at 135. And then the whole of India went mad that we have this fast bowler. This was in the early 2000s and then Twitch Muscles and Dennis Lilly and everything. You know, but, uh, Zahir Khan bowling out, I think, uh, Steve Waugh and uh, Irfan yeah, Patan bowling out Nairobi. Gilchrist, I think. Yeah. yeah and Gilfa, yeah, Irfan yeah. Patan bowling out. Munaf used to bowl 140s. When he started out, he used to bowl 140s. I mean, yeah, yeah. But, but, the, but the whole buzz started when, yeah, I think they said he was bowling 135 consistently, not like one ball, but mm-hmm. 135 consistently. Uh, but, you know, that was early 2000s and that was probably a little more hype than uh, uh, and, and hope than uh, reality. 
but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying the distance that has traveled. But Munaf was a I, fine bowler, by the way. Uh, nothing, I, nothing Munaf, against Munaf. Munaf Patel was a class bowler. I, I really yeah, yeah. Munaf was a terrific I bowler. So I so wish he was like 12 years younger than he was. Like right now, he would have been a king of the world with this with this Indian setup, with this sort of help and preparation, and you know this. Uh, assistance of you know physios and manage all this he would have been uh, he had so much class i don't yeah, know yeah, fine, what fine what board. what what mahesh thinks about rohit sharma i think about munaf patel i used to think the same of munaf like whatever i'm talking of rohit now i was equally like thrilled by watching munaf so the first time i watched munaf was actually you know uh, i think bcci presidents 11 versus in new zealand sort of tour game the match was petering out to a draw just like last 10 15 overs or whatever munaf comes and bowls like a like a searing spell he takes just three wickets out you know 17 for 3 or whatever the match was over we petered out to a draw and the match was telecast live at the time i was absolutely blown away by that spell and then subsequently he plays against england in one of the tour games he picks up 10 wickets in in that and then goes on to make his debut and he picks up eight wickets or something in uh, on his debut if i'm not wrong or in his mohali. debut series at least mohali right so he had a 10 wicket haul in the tour, in the tour game and then he comes in and does this and even in west indies the the series that uh, we went under travel he bowled quite beautifully i mean when yeah, yeah i i am absolutely in 100% agreement with you that munaf today would have been something in this kind of a setup in this kind of an ecosystem where uh, you know people are sort of managed better their fitness is managed better just the fitness knowledge overall in the team is so much better i think he would have been deadly first of all on behalf of all normal people i think obsession with munaf patel rohit sharma and all is like really weird i think you two guys should be locked up in some padded cell somewhere please be normal please our listeners are getting creeped out Uh, why why are you why are you obsessed with munaf patel of all people man what the hell is wrong all with you this while you were telling me that i am basically a robot and i have no heart and i am exactly you should be delighted you should I'm, be excited about I'm, munaf right i am now. concerned now because we are, i think we have broken kd this is what an incredible bowler you are <laughs> yeah i think uh, i think we should do a munaf patel special pod and then kd will become ashoka and then then everything uh, will reverse properly then Yeah. It's like really that dream Indian lineup is like you know Ashwin bowling off spin and Munaf Patel and Jasprit Bumrah taking the new ball and then I don't care who the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a new dimension we have discovered of Kartikeya. Maybe, maybe Kapil, but Kapil was before my time and my memory of Kapil is like was one ponytail bowling medium pace. Maybe Kapil, but definitely Munaf is uh, now a new <laughs> the new normal. <laughs> This is this is and, our terrible and he, did, and he didn't even mention Zahir. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think Zahir Khan was that good. <laughs> oh really? Okay. I mean, I mean, he was good. I mean, when he played, he there was nobody better available, like nobody as good as him available. But that's not saying much. Zahir Khan was better than Munaf Patel, man. Come on. Naturally, no, because thinking. his record is better. But that's not the point. Yeah. When he came onto the scene, where you as I mean, I was excited about Zahir for sure. But there was something about Munaf. I don't know why do why, I mean I thought everybody had that about Munaf, but looks like only KD and I had this. What is this? No, why no. I, in uh, West Indies, West Indies uh, tour to uh, that 2006, uh, Munaf was tremendous. I mean, uh, you'll uh, he didn't take uh, even one five wicket haul, but he bowled well enough to have you know he could have probably taken three. And that's and on those pitches, those were pretty flat pitches apart from the final test that ended up being. Uh, a bowler friendly pitch but uh, those tests were all on flat wickets and he was tremendous until he until he sort of you know he lost his pace and lost some fitness and all i mean he had like this effortless control he has a so much class as a bowler <laughs> wow 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 yeah i think now by now readers have uh, given up already uh, listeners yeah. have given up <laughs> our views <laughs> for this i mean our reasons for this is going to be terrible after this <laughs> Munaf Patel fans are. I will immediately Munaf, stop listening. This is not only Munaf Patel fans. Munaf Patel stands. These guys are. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ashoka, you shared one uh, statistic. Uh, you shared one list with uh, us recently 
of uh, ba- India's Indian team's batting averages, I think after March 2019, yeah, basically in the last two years. Uh, and uh, interesting, no? Pujara averaging less than 30, Pujara despite has, 950s. Yeah, Pujara has, does not have a test century in like last 29 innings. And forget t- test centuries, I think his average is less than 30. And when I just posted about this and people are like, no, no, Rahane for the last four years has been terrible. This is not a fixed deposit. Like you can't <laughs> wait for four years for it to accumulate interest and then go and say, huh, now I need returns. This is not how it is. Uh, if you take the World Test Championship, I think Rahane has had 1000 runs and he has got it at an average of 45. And we can't at one point say these guys are facing world-class bowlers and then again say, huh, uh, why is the average so low? So if, if you're giving the same length of, I mean, the uh, same length of rope to Pujara, I think Rahane deserves the same skills. I, th- I don't think he has done that badly to deserve, you know, to single him out and, uh, you know, uh, say that this guy has to be dropped. One other thing I think is that these guys go to press conference and say random things like, I have scored runs when it matters. I, I don't understand that what matters. I don't I don't know when it doesn't matter. I mean, if you if you if you look at scorecard, you can again actually say, yeah, Washington's 96 didn't matter. He could have actually scored 70 and it would have still, you know. He would have still won the match. So the last Ashoka, you're, you're to, you, that is KD's job, man. You can't take KD's job now. Saying things, you, things like uh, scores when it matters doesn't uh, mean anything and all that. Yeah, it it really does. <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> Except, uh, see, my only thing is I will keep that scales on for Rohit Sharma. The rest of the people we have to treat rationally. I mean, no, uh, no. But the interesting thing you know about that list you sent me is that uh, if you look at the balls faced. You know, yes, among all the batsmen yes. that you sent, Rahane has faced the most balls. And no, Pujara, no, I, for yeah. all... Yeah. You know, Rahane has faced... Yeah, correct. Rahane has faced the most balls. And Pujara is like 50 balls less than him. For a number three, that's a weird stat. No, you know, he's scoring... He's, so, on an average, what is happening is, in the last 29 innings, you're getting uh, Pujara scoring around 29 to 30 runs, but having faced 125 balls every innings. That's what it averages out to. So, the value of having Pujara in your team is he will, in an innings, see off 20 overs. He will give you 29 runs. That's what is the value of Pujara to the Indian team over the last two years. That's what we are saying. If that's the case, I think even Rahane has made, I mean, for uh, for the similar number of innings or a little bit more, he's also batted 120 balls, dude. So, and he's averaging 45. So, what the hell? I don't know. No, Rahani's problem is not this current phase. Essentially, he, he had a fairly extended lean phase between uh, when Karuna scored the triple hundred, right? I mean, basically, he replaced uh, uh, Ajinkya. And from, from then on, when he came back till the last West Indies series, he had a fairly lean run. And I mean, he was getting the 70s and 80s in England and Australia, but never really going on to make a big, big run. I think since then, he's okay. I think since West Indies tour, he's been okay. But it's just that, you know, one, you have like, a 20 test run like that or whatever, 22 test run like that. And then followed by now a little bit of a lean phase. But beyond all this, I think it's essentially the competition, right? There's, there are so many good batsmen out there who are not getting a chance to play. So every time somebody goes through a lean phase, there's always room for a discussion about why don't we drop somebody? And that I think that speaks purely about the depth of Indian cricket more than, you know, whether Rahane is batting badly or or Pujara is batting badly or whatever. I mean, I, 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 Pujara has had his worst series at home, which he, I mean, he's never had a series as bad as this, which which can happen. But I don't know. Like, is there anything that on watching Pujara that you can read from this? I don't know. Like, I like the first test he batted quite beautifully. Uh, yeah, I mean, perhaps. Can, he was, can I blaspheme then? Can I blaspheme and say if you remove the 254 not out from Kohli's uh, repertoire the last two years, he's averaging 32. So. There are people on the bench, so why not drop Kohli? <laughs> actually, I don't mind that, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, you're, I telling know, Mahesh, you're telling Mahesh why not drop Kohli? He'll say, yeah, of course, go drop Kohli. <laughs> At least you'll get a better captain. <laughs> okay, I think we are getting cancelled after this part. So, let's, let's all go ahead and say whatever we want. I mean. Okay, I, like, I mean, I don't know about this, right? The basic problem is, 
right now that the 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 great sin of all these indian batsmen is that they are not tendulkar you know and like basically there is an expectation like the the, the arm janta on twitter like there are thousands of thousands of such people you know they look at a statistic and they see a number on the 50 in south africa and australia and england and in any country in the world they see a number below 50 and or a number below 40 and they say ah flop you know it's like they think like tendulkar is like some guy like every position in in the in the top 6 should be a tendulkar it's not like that man you get one tendulkar one and once every 50 years you know you're not really going to get anybody that complete in again probably in you know the rest of the century you know okay okay man maybe you get one but that's about it you know it's not a problem yaar i mean you're not you you're not going to get like batsman averaging 60 all the time and you're you're, you're more likely to get batsman averaging 40 45 which is what pujara and rahane are and that means that they're going to have good series and then they're going to have bad series you know i mean tendulkar had one spell of like 18 test matches between 2005 and 2007 where he averaged something like 33 you know the most most batsmen who average 40 45 are going to have like three or four such spells in their career you know and and they're still going to play 100 test matches i mean you look at the record of any player like you know andrew strauss alistair cook cheteshwar pujara any of these players and that's what their record looks like you know it's like the it is the norm for a test batsman to fail you know so the the best 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 absolute greatest test batsman of all time have still succeeded only about half the time the absolute greatest uh, test batsman in this particular series is unquestionably you know who by the way Osh- talking about washington that, sundar rishabh pant rishabh pant is close second but uh, washington sundar is the player that kartikeya was referring to once in a 100 year player he will come no. boss Or last two years the same list that you sent ashoka uh, last two years 17 innings averaging 68.66 okay Ooh. 400s to 50s i know who you're the talking one, about but i'm not going only. to say the name i'm not going to say the <laughs> it's name it's all like this slogging sixes from weak spinners man that's all <laughs> but but uh, do tell us uh, mahesh uh, if you through the series if you noticed anything different if you felt that he was just batting the same or you actually felt he was tighter i genuinely felt that he was a bit tighter and i didn't uh, see anything but yeah what did you No, I mean, in terms of batting tighter, like if, if you look at you know Rohit's Test career right through, compared to what he used what used to be the baseline earlier, ever since he started opening, there's a very different uh, you know he's brought out a difference to his, his the way he defends primarily, and and that's been obvious since the South Africa series. But the only difference is that, or I wouldn't even say difference. Basically, the way he's batted against South Africa versus the way he batted in Australia versus the way he batted against England in this series. have all been dictated by the way he's read the conditions he's read the opposition strength and and he's, he's read the match situation and played accordingly now i mean there are a couple of shots in australia which which can be you know argued but by and large i, th- I think uh, karthik krishna so we wrote a nice piece about about you know we are here to see the full range of rohit and that's so true right like even in chennai there, there are two ways of analyzing that 160 that he scored right one he was fortunate enough to open as if he was the only opener in the test and the second thing is he scored 80 of his runs in the first session when spinners were not bowling too much but you know it's, it it is not a coincidence that he scored 80 right it, it it is a very conscious choice that he made that i know the spinners are going to come on later i know it's going to be harder to score against them and and uh, you know it makes sense it it is a good percentage bet for me to go after the fast bowlers early on now and he pulled it off so you know i don't see this specific series is different basically since he's become an opener is is he's got a very good mental map of what to play and what to leave and i don't think he's defended as well before in his career where, especially against the fast bowlers where uh, he plays with soft hands and and the, you know the bat is still not quite vertical when he when he sort of uh, makes contact so uh, and and that I, i think that's been the big difference but that's been there right throughout so i don't see anything different he's just always played according to to the opposition strength and conditions and that, that's what we saw except that the conditions are different in this one in the ball tracking data i looked at 
bowler deliveries from spinners which are expected to hit the stumps and how different batsmen perform against those deliveries jo root he makes on average 31 and 77 balls for dismissal of those deliveries virat kohli makes on average 46 and 90 balls of those deliveries pujara makes 38 and 94 balls of those deliveries you know steve smith makes 34 and 74 balls of those deliveries uh your man rohit sharma makes 74 and 127 balls of those deliveries he hit 13 sixes of balls which were going to hit the stumps nobody else comes close you know Mo- moin comes close but moin's also sort of slogging moin on average is dismissed uh, makes 17 and 39 balls of those deliveries so this is so, in test matches in india is it no this is test matches everywhere but okay. rohit sharma's rohit sharma's 508 balls in the database are mostly from india i mean the, rohit sharma is clearly an outstanding player of spin bowling uh you know mostly because he he has ways to score against spinners uh which do not involve sweeping from the stumps he has other he has other ways of scoring you know one of the problems the england batsmen have had is that the most of their ways of scoring against the spinners have involved sweeping from the stumps or reverse sweeping from the stumps and that's like there are too many ways in which you can get out from that if if it, if it goes wrong you know whereas rohit sharma tends to sweep only from outside off stump you know so for example he'll only sweep the off spinner when it's when it pitches outside off stump and you know he'll he'll only sweep the leg spinner if it uh, or the away spinner only if it pitches outside leg stump most of the time he's stepping out and that's a that he has he, he's really good at that i mean he reads the length early he gets in position early he's always had that no he has a lot of time to play his shots i mean we have uh, now reached a situation where uh... Anderson is being reverse swept over the slips and all for. for My only Ashoka, regret this, was this... that it it didn't go for a six. <laughs> I mean, second new ball, uh, Pant basically this comes down the track with the very first ball, and then he hits like some one outrageous shot that goes for four through point. I don't even know how to describe. No, two actually. Shot. In fact, people talk a lot about the reverse sweep, but I was like blown away by one the, that second shot. Right, first ball he hits down the ground over yeah. off. The second one, it is so wide. he covers the line so well and goes and sort of like you know you know hits through the covers and then the follow on of the following over i think was stokes and again he plants his front foot forward and across goes across takes a ball from outside the off shin and backs it through like mid on like what, that was just him toying with bowling there was just him I mean, that, yeah, that second shot uh, reminded me a bit of the shot that Yuvraj used to play in one days. He used to play that similar kind of uh, uh, shot to a point. I mean, that region uh, where uh, he would be in a seemingly awkward position, but actually it was a perfect position to play such a shot. Uh, all this talk about uh, Panthri Saha that we keep having every single time. I mean, I think it's going to reach a situation, and I hope it's going to reach a situation where he starts playing as a pure batsman. and uh, you know uh, of course his keeping improved uh, through the series and he has been great and all that is fine but you know if he can play purely as a batsman and if that is going to help his batting even more yeah why not why not give that as an option in in the near future not necessarily this year or anything what what yeah, near they... future these guys have started uh, drop rahane then they'll say drop pujara then they'll say drop kohli so you have three batting slots right fit that guy wherever you want to and then let him go mad at number 3 or 4 or 5 and then you'll have washington sundar and then uh, you will bring in uh, whoever who who's the next one rahul tevatia bring washington in. sundar actually uh, might go the other way he might open <laughs> yeah i mean at least his dad is ready yeah he, i think i think you should make his dad the coach of the indian team so at least someone will at least our batting will get a boost Washington think... Sundar did you guys see that stat from Crickwiz that they put out he has like ridiculously low number of false shot percentage for the uh, for the kind of uh, attacking play that he's having i mean it's like almost some 12% false shot percentage or something which apparently the average is 15 and here's a guy who's uh, batting at a good clip man he's going after the bowling i mean i can easily see him opening the batting i really think that uh, he needs some 3 4 years of 3 4 years of domestic cricket and uh, to come back into the squad primarily if not for his batting i think batting alone i am not sure what 
kind of value that he's providing right now maybe with bat batting and a bit of spin might be in contention for you know one of ashwin or uh, jadeja's place as and when they kind of move on so you're saying he cannot uh, you're saying you will not you will pick you will not pick him ahead of vihari Uh, not necessarily i don't think so i mean um, uh, i still think that there is a, i mean we are seeing too few data points to make a case uh, and this might be extreme outliers like he may then have uh, seven or eight straight innings of 5 uh, to 10 runs or uh, ducks then we'll be you know uh, in a place where we have damaged his confidence and and then we have rejected a player and that would be a long road back for him again so best for him to go back to tn and uh, you know work out work it out for a couple of years and then come back you it's know, just my opinion long- i don't know i mean he may he may he may play the next 20 tests and he may be the next sober so i don't even know you know for a long time uh, the sort of that the the litmus test for want want of a better phrase about batsmen in india was whether they could play fast bowling you know and that basically that meant whether they could it looked like they were late on the ball against fast bowling and you know uh, as good as as awesome as vinod kambli was there were times when he was so sort of late on the ball and these guys like rishabh pant and washington sundar these two guys uh they are never late on the ball you know they have an incredible eye you know and you know rishabh pant takes a lot of chances but he's got an incredible eye it's like he's like rohit sharma you know there's like this is not a, this is not normal this kind of this kind of ability you know against fast bowling you know i mean rishabh pant and and even washington sundar and you know that that's the difference between these two guys and akshar patel because akshar patel i've seen akshar patel be late on the ball uh, you know because he has played one day cricket for india and he's got out early and you know these guys are they I mean, you know, Ravi Shastri is not one to sort of lightly say that you know Washington Sundar has more ability than me even at the age of 21. I mean, I I think that that is true. You know, I mean, he's not a bowler, but he's extraordinary. He's a very very good player. I think he would walk into the England team right now, Washington Sundar. You know, I mean, if if I mean, if 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 what's his name, Dan Lawrence can walk into the England team, then Washington Sundar would walk into the England team right now at six. Yeah, I mean, Washington Sundar would walk into almost any team now. Uh, I think uh, you know that's the level of. I mean, he's giving you uh, assured runs. He can even bowl well enough to take uh, three wickets, two three wickets in each innings. <laughs> Why would I mean? This is like. gold man any team would lap this up and unfortunately india may not have a place for him in the next test i mean of course that's because the next set of tests are going to be in england and all that but even then i mean even if india everyone was fit and they were playing a test in india i doubt if he's going to get a chance i mean jadeja would no, but, probably walk back in yeah yeah of course definitely yeah. i mean you basically ashwin and jadeja are still in a different class yeah uh, you know but basically you see uh Washington Sundar is 21 years old. Ashwin is 34 years old. You know, and Washington Sundar has 4 5 years to sort of become a better off-spin bowler. And if he becomes a better off-spin bowler, Ashwin's spot is his for the taking. There isn't another off-spinning all-rounder uh, on the horizon as far as I can tell. Like who can compete for Ashwin's slot, you know, to bat at 8. And... What the hell are you saying, dude? Krishna pa Gautam man, 9.5 crores. <laughs> CSK bottom <laughs> Dude but first of all I don't agree with this first of all I don't agree with this classification itself I don't think we should be looking at Washington Sundar as an all-rounder because he's a tremendous batsman and I think we should harness his ability as a batsman rather than telling him you go to domestic cricket improve your off spin why you just continue being this terrific batsman maybe bat up the order for TN Ashwin has even said he could he's probably bat in the top 3 and then come back and come back try and make your you know find a spot in the middle order i just wanted to touch upon this a little bit because i heard a lot of commentary about about uh, his last first class game for tamil nadu being in 2017 18 and and uh, in fact sunny was mentioning you know what kind of a team where you know you score 150 and you get dropped and stuff like that 
like the way they were talking about it as if you know washington sundar had just played one game or whatever he played quite a few games and and the average is less than 30 for tamil nadu at that time at least which is not to say that you know he's not good or whatever uh, but it, it is not like he was he was just let go without a reason there was a there was a reason and he was given a decent amount number of chances and then i mean he's probably subsequently improved a lot or whatever but my point is that whatever we've seen of him in test cricket has been impressive so far but to attain a certain level of consistency you just need the grind somebody needs to grind it out for a while in the sense that i know we've had he, he's 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 played three very very impressive innings and one very impressive cameo and it's very easy to get carried away with with the sort of first principles that you see here because his technique is so good and like kedi mentioned he has so much time to play fast bowling he's never really you know uh, found wanting for for pace so to say all that is fine but at the end of the day you need to go through the grind of uh, you know batting innings after innings match after match for you to establish yourself as a batsman otherwise his only hope is to be a bowling all rounder and his bowling is not bad i mean it's not a test class at the moment but like kerry mentioned in 3 4 years if he can develop that's probably his best hope i'm not sure i mean for you to play as a batsman i mean whether it is in test cricket or domestic you need to have a sort of extended period where you, where you score runs right it's not just about the impressive innings surely indian team management is not as short sighted as the fans are because we have seen vrri bat well in west indies and uh, in australia and stuff so i i really don't think that his position when he comes back will be in question uh, especially since we are going to england so and uh, the one thing about all this 20 year olds 21 year olds we have been we have been you know uh, mesmerized by the tendulkar myth that 17 year old next 17 year old that will come and dazzle the world that all happens i think once in many million occurrences the best path is like you grind it out and then you move up levels and in a country like india it's always going to be tough because there's huge competition so if you are at that level i mean that washington sundar is and his capability is proven i don't see why after like a 3 year grind in 3 or 2 year grind at the ranji level where he if he outperforms he can come back man uh, just like mayank agarwal had a chance he will have a chance as well and so uh, so and we should not lose fact of the bigger narrative right like all that all hang why on, hang washington on. are we are we spending so much time talking about how washington sundar might not play test cricket again he was not even part of the squad in australia exactly where i was coming to because we have uh, akshar patel who's probably not going to play next match because if we dial this conversation back to december first week of december no we would not be even talking about washington sundar and natarajan man like who who thought that they will even play test cricket siraj is not going to play the next test match as everyone is fit yeah yeah that is, that is that is some i mean that's both good and and bad in the sense that if if you are as good as siraj and you can't play the next test for sure my goodness kohli kohli and shastri will shock all you people by picking washington sundar for the world test championship final and he will win it and then i will tell you about it no then no they'll probably pick him as an opener i was yeah. just thinking that because anyway rohit sharma will get injured <laughs> after oh IPL. yeah after ipl correct plus oh, yeah. you know away, away series sena he'll not go no yeah 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 correct sena yeah. sena he's useless yeah he'll smartly I, I pick and be the bradman at home i was just thinking that if the four of us were ever in charge of like selecting the indian test squad and in test team like like if the match is about to start at 11 o'clock in the morning or 10:30 in the morning or whenever everybody is waiting and we will, they will have to tell the people to wait because we are still discussing like one position we will never ever finish a selection new zealand uh, the one team that uh, you know through this world test championship cycle at least the one team that uh, india couldn't beat but uh, they get another chance in that one match sure i mean uh, we are we are kyle jameson is going to get 15 wickets okay and uh, somehow we are going yeah, to yeah after after being picked for rcb i mean his confidence must have just yeah that is one thing that we fail to con- con- consider like post ipl people coming out of ipl how, how in what shape they will be physically and mentally is something that nobody knows and uh, so all hopes are pinned on kyle james rcb only right now 
if anyone can make india win this world test championship it is rcb because how they so handle how they to... handle <laughs> kyle jamison will determine the outcome of this entire thing because okay, we can okay. handle we can handle you know saudi bolt and wagner but this guy comes in and whatever he's like he's uh, like an akshar patel over a year man akshar patel has been touching everything and it's gold kyle jamison has been doing that for a year it is really mad what he has done so i think and kyle jamison's body is probably laboratory built for lords if that matches in lords then he's he is probably like custom made for yeah. that kind of a con- he, condition he will pitch it on half volley length and it will i mean it will be a bouncer i don't know what the hell is wrong with that guy so we need to immediately control that situation and rcb tactically bought him for like 3000 crores so that's a money well spent i thought so and was since they bought him i think he has been getting hit uh, all over he's the he's been park. getting hit by aaron finch who they yeah, sold man. <laughs> yeah man uh, unfortunately i think now he is starting to remember that he is playing for new zealand in new zealand grounds so there are there are 45 meter sixes so so yeah we are all on the right path uh, we just have to see of uh, you know uh, wagner from 30 overs till whatever overs we bat and we are set i think uh, that's it that would be the end of it uh, we will we will kind of win it is my my theory but uh, let's see uh, should the finals be uh, over three tests or you are totally fine with one test i am fine with one test also but because we have to end this test madness i mean we are playing far too many tests i think real cricket is getting impacted and we should <laughs> we should play four to five Dude, tests a year that's so this that's probably, the most ashoka ashoka at least for a few years let's enjoy after that i'm sure they will have multiple ipl seasons multiple this multiple that why you don't Dude, let us enjoy for at least little bit man test cricket was supposed to die in 2008 when ipl started it is this is not 12 years i'm just waiting here come on die man Please, I mean, these are they're playing like three out. test matches on the same day. Yeah, what the this hell is, is the sign of death? This is not the sign of death. It is now recovering and it is growing muscles. England are playing seventeen tests in this year. I mean, if 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 England fans are there around, they'll be like, "Where is the hundred that was promised?" We are playing seventeen tests. This is obscene. Uh, so I think I think we should have only one. that finals we should not even have that one final we should give the cup to india and we should close this nonsense i'm completely lost on this whole t20 conversation i did not even know that jamison has been acquired by rcb uh i don't know who plays for what team or anything like that that is All because i, I think i think that is because you were busy i mean you know decoding what lengths bowler should bowl in tests nobody cares even bowlers don't care they they are all bowling whatever lengths they please and they are getting wickets so yeah yeah you, correct you should, just you should randomly running in <laughs> yeah you should clue you should clue in more to real cricket where akila dhananjaya got a hat trick and next over he got hit for six sixes this is like this is the peak of cricket right now i watched like one over of some match i think it was the psl i'm not sure but it was hilarious because it had chris gale and one batsman called azam khan who looks like you know if you take parthiv patel and inflate him with a bicycle bump you get azam khan and you had these two guys <laughs> you have these two guys batting together and they tried to run too it was really really funny you know <laughs> that is all i remember about that and then after that one hour i switched it off i mean no, the, no, it is it two, is really funny <laughs> the, the two is like the d unicorn in t20 cricket Twos are hit less frequently than any other, any than than fours or sixes in T20. Anyway, so uh, yeah, with that, often. we we will have plenty of chances to talk about T20 over the next uh, few months. Uh, the limited overs leg of the tour is going to start, and then of course the most important uh, tournament in history in the history of mankind will start, and then Ashoka will. Uh, oh, you mean uh, the West Indies Sri Lanka Test series? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Ashoka the last time Sri Lanka was in West Indies, we had a cracker of a series. So, if anybody missed that, please do not miss this series. So, but last time it was a draw. I think Sri Lanka pulled off a draw, right? Last time. Yeah, they won. I mean, one draw, one win, one loss. Yeah, they they pull off a really good one, one. Uh, cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, West Indies Sri Lanka is the thing. But of course, uh, you can watch whatever you want. You want to watch? This is a free world. So, mm-hmm. please go ahead and watch the. 
other thing that we will talk about later all right guys no. uh yeah anything else to add to finish yeah ashoka is going to watch like some some people wearing some yellow pajamas and you know gray hair or big pot ah, belly gray hair is crucial yeah <laughs> A big pot belly. This is what they said about yeah. CSK. I mean, so it's like Mahendra Singh Dhoni is now like a early forties chubster. He's not even like a mid thirties chubster. What is he still not retired? Is he still playing? <laughs> <laughs> he never retires for CSK. Legends don't retire. Don't you know? Yeah, all this? legends don't retire. Age is just a number. You guys have not clearly been watching anything. Fans just get tired. Whether whether legends retire. Mahesh, I'm sure there are more people who watched uh, Dhoni entering the. stadium then there are people who watch this fourth test so i think of course. <laughs> of course these guys know this is why i said this is why I, uh, i said the test season is over and i'm really happy about this because i really can't take any more tests any more in in life man seriously please stop playing tests please stop watching okay. tests okay okay so if you have fan code subscription i, I assume you're not going to watch the afghanistan new zealand test i'm uh, sorry okay. zimbabwe test of course of course i will watch because uh, even tests are better than uh, working but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that is the headline for this for this podcast even tests are better than working <laughs> all right so thanks guys for joining uh, it was a fun series fun couple of series actually back to back and uh, hopefully we will uh, join soon we have uh, of course uh, other features that will continue and we have conversations going on with writers and uh, cricketers and hopefully we'll have a few other features planned uh, during the next few months so thanks guys thanks for joining thanks thank Edwin. you that brings us to the end of another episode of the 81 all out podcast if you enjoy the work we do please support us via coffee.com that's k o hyphen f i .com slash 81 all out you can find the link in the show notes and it will allow you to either set up a recurring monthly payment or throw in a one time contribution also please subscribe on itunes spotify google podcasts or wherever else you prefer it would be great if you could leave a rating and a review so that more people can find us as always we would love to hear your thoughts on the work we do so please send us your feedback Thank you.